Shalom Ubracha, we're up to Yavama's daf. Tesvov, today's daf continues the discussion about Bishamay and Bishalal arguing and whether Bishamay actually went with their shita, or maybe they practiced Bishalals even though they held differently. We try to bring many different rayas to that. So the Gemara tries to bring raya from what Rabbi Yechel Manuri said. He said, How can we have Torahs doing Yibam if we follow like Bishamay? And the Tsarists do Yibam with the brothers, according to Beis Halal. Those children are Mamzerim. And according to Beis uh, if they don't do Yibam, then the children are Pogum. They'd be Pasal Kahuna. Elamai says, I want to be Mesakin that, sh- that every single Tsara should always do Chalitza, not Yibam. Let's avoid this issue. The Rashad says we point out, we focus our attention on the children of Klai Yisrael more than the individuals, although they're also a factor. However, Rabbi Yechemen Benuri passed away before he was able to enact this. And Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel said, well, what are we supposed to do with the, with the Tsaris that already had done Yibum? If Peshamai was following their own Shita, then that explains why Rabbi Yechemen Benuri was, was shrying about the situation of their children. But if Bishamah holds like Beis Hillel practically, then what was the issue? Shabbat Yitzchak explains that we were concerned about the Tzara herself. What are we supposed to do with these Tzaras? Because Beis Hillel and Bishamai, according to Bishamai, this woman, this Tzara could already be remarried. And then she's going to go out and do Chalitza. That's really going to... Um, that can really upset her husband. Okay, so just let her upset her husband. This is the halacha. No. We're not going to let this interfere with marriage. In fact, the Meshachachman says that this is why women are not chayev in Puru Because if a couple is not able to have children, a husband, Midaraisa, can always take another wife. A woman cannot. So she would have to get a divorce. And that's not very pleasant. So because of the Echad the Taira was not Bachayev woman in Puravu, so they would not have to get divorced. So now we try another rayer. Tarfan says, If my daughter, who's married to my brother, and if my brother died, and my daughter has a tzara, I would marry the tzara. Sounds like. He's going like Beshamai, and there's actually a shita that you should do Yibum with the tzaras. So the Gemara changes it around and says, Not that I would marry her, but the Asuena, and I would marry her off. To someone else, like Beis Hillel. The reason why he said that the lashon of Ta'avni that this would happen to me, this is as opposed to Rabbi Yechon Ben Nuri who says that they should all do chalitza. He's saying I wouldn't even do chalitza with her. The Gemara tries again with the story with Rabbi daughter who was married to Abba Ochiv, who died without any children. So Rabbi Gamliel did yibum with her tzara. The Gemara says that's a huge problem because. Rabbi Gamliel was not a Talmud of Bishamai. He was B'nai Banov of Hillel. Rather, his daughter was different because she was an Eilonist. I The safe over there says, in a separate opinion that Rabbi Gamliel's daughter was an Eilonist, it seems like the first one was talking about where she wasn't an Eilonist. We have three answers to explain the Rasha and the Seifa. Number one is whether they knew that she was an Eilonist or not. The second difference is that they were married and then divorced. 
The third difference is whether there's a tenai, whether one can do a tenai bebiya. Someone marries a woman al tenai that she doesn't have a mom, and then afterwards finds out that she does. According to Tanakama, they would be divorced. They, they would, not even a divorce. There was never a, 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 it was a makachtois. They were never married. And Rebbe Gamliel had this tenai. His brother had that tenai with Rebbe Gamliel's daughter. So we try again to prove that Beshamai actually held like Shammai's shita. Rev Mesharshi says that Rabbi Akiva had a story. See, he would pick an esrog on the first day of Shvat. This is talking about in the second year going into the third year of Shemitah. So it's either Meister Shani or Meister Ani. There's a Machlik, it's Beshalom Beshamai, when it changes from the second to the third year. He was picking it on the first day of Shvat. This is where the shitas overlap. He took off Meiser for both. Meiser Shani and Meiser Oni, like Beshamai and Beshalel. You see that Beshamai actually ha- held according to their shitas. Meiser says, no, no. Rabbi Kiva was actually Musupik himself. What Beshalel held, whether Beshalel said the first day of Shvat was the turnover or the Tuba Shvat, the 15th day of Shvat. That's why he took off twice. Not Kifi, the practical shita of Beshamai. Next, Marzutra asks, there's a story when Shammai Hazokin's daughter-in-law gave birth. She had a little baby. And Beshamai has a shita that even younger children are chayev in the mitzvah of sukkah. His daughter-in-law took off the roof of her room in order for her katan to be in the sukkah. Built a little sukkah over her room. So she that says it wasn't actually the newborn. He had, she had another uh, child who was a little older. But you see that there is the shita of Beishamai Lemaisa. Gemara says, no, no, no. Lemaisa, Beishamai begrudgingly went along with Beis Hillel. But whenever they were able to do according to what they felt was right, without it being agudas agudas, without it being a conflict, they did. And taking off the roof was like opening the sunlight. Maybe she just wanted fresh air, so she was able to do that while still being ba'achtos with Beis Hillel in Halacha. Next, Raya Marzutra says, um, there's a story where the hashaka, the connector between the bar of the mikvah in Yerushalayim to all the other mikvahs, where all the tahar in Yerushalayim was done, Bishamai sent a message to widen that pipe. Bishamai says that that connection needs to supply most of the water to the McVeighs. The Mishnah tells us, however, that all you need is to be able to fit in two fingers and wiggle them around. You see that Bishamai actually was more machmer. They kept to their shitas. So the Gemara gives a similar answer. It says that it looks like maybe Bishamai just wanted more water, but it didn't clearly show that they were holding a separate opinion. That's why they were able to squeeze in their psak alongside Beis Hillel's. Next, Raya Eliezer Tzadok says, when he was learning by Rabbi Yechon he saw that he was eating stale bread with salt. It was a famine. So when he told Abba, he said, go bring him some olives to eat. However, when Rabbi Yechon saw the olives, he saw that they were moist and he said, no, thank you, I wouldn't like some olives. Rav Aaron Kotler says, you see here, he had a chumrah not to eat these olives we're about to see, we're about to discuss, and the way that he turned them down, he said, no, I'm not, I'm not eating onion, uh, olives now. But he didn't say, I'm, I'm more machmer than you. There's a delicate derech eretz to being machmer. 
So when he came back with a full box of olives and he explained, he said, Ooh, Abba said, go back to Yechonon and tell him that this, these olives are actually contained in a container that had holes in it. The only reason why it wasn't leaking was because the sediments of the olives were blocking the holes. And the Mishnah says, if someone has his olives in a container, Bishamai holds that it does not need holes in the container to prevent them from becoming Tomei. Basila says that it needs those Nikovim, those perforations. However, they both agree if there were holes and they were closed up by the sediments that the contents is Tahar. And Abiy even though he was a Talmud of Shammai, he followed the halachas of Beis Hillel. Now, if Beshamai didn't practically go like Shitas Beis Shammai, then what's the Chiddush that Rabbi Yechonon HaRchorni was going like Shitas Beis Hillel? Everyone goes like Shitas Beis Hillel. This is Takaraya that Beshamai held and practiced the Shitas of Beshamai. Now, they asked Rabbi Yeshua, moving on in the Sugya, practically, what is the halachas? of Tzoras Habas, of Tzoras Evra. Are they supposed to do Yibim Chalitza with the siblings? He said, whoa, that's Machlikas Beshamah and Beshalal. He said, okay, so, so who do we paskin like? He said, whoa, I'm not getting involved. You just stuck my head between two giants and I'm scared that my head's going to get crushed. However, I can be made, I can testify that there are two families in Yerushalayim who are the children, the descendants of Tzoras who did not do Yibim Chalitza. They married out into families of Kohuna, and from them came Kahanim Gedolim that were Mashamish al Gabi Hamizbeach. Now, the Gemara asks, What was Yeshua so scared about getting involved in this Machlaikas? If Beshamai agrees with Beis Hillel practically, what was he so scared about? And if you're going to say that, yeah, Beshamai was following Beshamai Shita and Beis Hillel was following Beis Hillel Shita, what was he so worried about? If Yeshua says, Adaf Memtaz, that these kids would not be mamzerim anyways. A mamzer can only come forth from a relation which is chayiv in Misas Bezdin. But Kares, according to Yeshua, would still not be mamzerim. What's he so scared about? He says, okay, they wouldn't be producing mamzerim, but they'd still be pogum. We have a kavachemer from Almana that will ruin the children of Tzaris, according to the differentiation between Misal and Beshamai. And Almana is only Aser to a Kayan Gadol, but her children will still be Pogum. Atzara, who is Zokuk, she has to do Yib Mechalitz, according to Beshamai, Kava that her children will be Pogum. The Gemara asks, right? they asked about Tzaris. What do the Tzaris need to do? And he starts answering about the Tzaris' children. That wasn't the question. The Gemara explains that actually they didn't ask him two questions. What's the deal with the Tzaris? Is she supposed to do Yib Mechalitz or not? And if you say we should go like Beis Hello, that they should not do Yibum and Chalitza with the siblings, with the Achim. What about their children? What would Beis Shammai say about Beis Hillel's Tzaris? What's an Afkamina? The Afkamina would be the children of a Machzer According to Beis Hillel, do we say this Kavachemer from Almona, the Kayin Gadol, that the Tzaris children should definitely be Pogum? Just like and Almono's children would be Pogum? Or maybe. And Almono herself is the Isser. The Tzara over here is only Chayiv and Chalitza because she is a co-wife of an Isser Ereva. 
This is how Rabbi Yeshua answered. Regarding the Tsaris, I don't want to get involved. I'm terrified. Getting between Misham and Mishalel. Regarding their children, I could be made that their children, that there is a, two stories of families whose children became Kahanim Gedolim and served in the base of Mikdash on the Mizbeach. Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.